I didn't think I'd be here for this long, first of all. Mm. So like I thought I'd be back in September. It is September right now. I am not back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Well, actually, it's October. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, it really is. Well, time passes by fast, right? doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's what happens when you're having so much fun. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Yeah, time passes by fast when you're having fun. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Between Here and There, a podcast about international students navigating their way through the pandemic, sharing their stories and struggles when life doesn't go according to plan. I'm your host, Liu Xian, Sean Liu. Our guest today is Claudia Sheng. Claudia is a second-year film production student at Chapman University, currently taking a gap semester for an indefinite time in her hometown of Taipei. She just shot her first short film in July, which is currently in post-production. She's also currently an intern at Ghost Island Media, working on podcasts about making Taiwan and the world a better place. We would like to first thank the sponsor of our show, Thai Town Cuisine, Wa Cheng Thai Guo Liao Li. They are Taiwan's number one and biggest chain of Thai restaurants, a taste that you never get tired of. And now that I got you nice and hungry, please enjoy this interview with the very energetic and creative Claudia Sheng. Claudia is an aspiring filmmaker. Here in Taipei, you finished, um, or you actually are in the process of finishing two films. Uh, well, I just finished. I finished one in May, and now I'm in post production for my second one. So, so tell me about these two films. You wrote them both yourself. Yeah, I wrote them both myself. Um, one of them is for a class. The other one was more of like a self motivated like summer project. The first one is called No Expectations, and the second one is called Ranked. So, No Expectations is about two childhood friends. Um, they don't, they're not really super close, but they're family friends. And both of them um, went to the U.S. to study. One of them um, went to med school, and the other one um, wanted to get into music and dropped out of college. Um, and they both come back to Taiwan over the summer, and they meet each other at a park. And the whole concept of film is basically they're both jealous of each other's lives, and one of them desires freedom, and the other one desires stability. You've mentioned that uh, coming back after a freshman year in college is a really interesting experience. Yeah, I think it's just like well, after you go to the U.S. for one year, um, the U.S. or like any other country for one year, living independently and living in different culture, um, you change as a person. And having that new personality and revisiting a lot of things that culturally and、uh, societally you have accustomed to as a child or as like a growing, a gr- like a, as a teenager. I think that that is very interesting, and I would love to. I would really like to explore that.、Mm. So there's the second film, which is called Ranked. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. And what's that one about?、Um, that one is about a boy who、um, went to U.S. to study in an undecided major,、um, and then came back,、um, and then came back, and、um, his dad kind of wants him to apply to a lot of internships and get more opportunities, but because he doesn't have any direction,、um, he doesn't. Really had to have a lot of luck in trying out,、um, getting these internships,、um, and trying to find a direction in life.、Um, and basically, what he finds out is that the only thing that makes him happy is playing video games, and、um, mm-hmm. that, and wants to get into professional gaming. But in the end, he just kind of realizes that、um, everything kind of gives him a lot of pressure to succeed. And、um, but he realizes just he has to enjoy life as it is. <laughs> So it's、mm-hmm. actually a relatively positive ending. 
Negative but positive, I think. It's just like life. <laughs> yeah, just like life. Just like you、yeah. know, your life between here and there, because you, see, you seem、hey. to, from,、um, uh, from what we see here, you seem to have done a lot with your days since coming back. I mean, as a, you're taking a gap semester right now. Yes, hopefully just a semester. <laughs> <Yeah> . From what would otherwise be a very busy program. Yes. All right, so you're in the film program at Chapman. Yes. Tell us about that. So,、um, I'm in Chapman University's Dodge College of Film Media Arts.、Um, our univer- uh, that college has several majors. I'm in the film production major.、Um, our film production major has five emphasis where you, s- where you select in your third year.、Um, that includes directing,、um, cinematography, editing, sound design, and production design. In your first two years before you declare the emphasis, you will take classes in all of the emphasis. So, most of the learning I've gotten was actually on set.、Um, you would go on set on Upperclassmen and like a different student set, even sets just around California too.、Um, but you learn a lot about every department from working on set. And then your junior year, you declare your emphasis. Actually, at the end of your second year, you declare your emphasis.、Um, so I actually went in as a production design emphasis,、um, but I actually stopped the directing recently. It is like there's a lot of extremely talented people, I think, in the program.、Mm-hmm. And、um, that environment really helped me try to strive to be a better filmmaker and try to strive to work harder to、um, get to a place where I want to be.、Mm. And, yeah. So you're two years into it. Right、yes. now. So、yes. you're about to declare your emphasis.、Um, I, actually, so I actually declared my emphasis、um, as production design at the end of my second year, but then、okay. I swapped it、um, literally at the very, very end of like, my Zoom lessons. I was like, I want to switch to directing. Yeah. What created the shift?、Um, I think like, during last year's December, I had a really hard time finding my passion for film again.、Mm. Um, and I actually specifically remember I wrote,、um, I was in a feature writing class. And、okay. I, that, like, during that class, I wrote the first act of a feature. And that feature,、um, I was like, if I don't, if I don't finish, if I, don't, if I write this feature and if I don't enjoy it, then I'm not going to be in film anymore.、Mm. And I did, I finished it.、Um, and I was like, this is pretty cool. Like, I like writing, right? Like, I like storytelling.、Mm. And then I think after directing my. Um, my first film,、um, No Expectations,、um, for a class, I realized that I really like trying to tell stories in my perspective and trying to tell stories that are mine. And then,、um, and also just like working with a lot of talented people, I think that's also the fun of directing. And the storytelling passion of yours, is this something that, just, that you just realized recently? Um, no, so I've actually always been super passionate about storytelling.、Um, I've always been a huge nerd. I grew up watching cartoons and anime like every day, going, ba- like, going back home after, like, after, my, after my classes, just turning on the TV, watching my favorite shows. Like, that's like my favorite thing. I've always been really, I've drew comics as a kid and I always like, wanted to get into writing and storytelling.、Um, and then I think that eventually just evolved into filmmaking because that's kind of a combination of everything I love, including storytelling, including art, including photography,、um, like a bunch of other stuff. So,、mm. yeah. Tell us about some of your favorite shows. Like, what inspires you?、Um, so, one of my favorite directors of all time is Naoko Yamada.、Um, she really inspires me. She really inspired my current, actually, two works.、Um, and one of my favorite anime of all time is actually、um, K On by Kyoto Animation,、um, which is the studio that Naoko Yamada works for.、Uh-huh. Um, and that. 
how I would describe it was it's about it's just about five girls and they're in a band and nothing really happens but in the end they graduate and that's the whole plot of the show and it's amazing and yeah what do you mean by nothing happens well i mean there's no main conflict there's no story arc the story arc is just they're going through school so essentially it's like um i mean in the beginning they're like they had like a goal where they're like oh we're gonna make like we're gonna try to become a really good band but in reality you're just like they're just playing music and they're having fun Mm. and all the conflicts get resolved by the end of the episode you know Mm. like it's just um yeah and that's that's kind of the concept of the show but it's like in my opinion it's one of the greatest works of animation. Um, Naoko Yamada also did a film called The Silent Voice, which is one of my favorite movies of all time about uh, a deaf girl and um, her like kind of childhood bully and then um, how they like grow up together. And it's a story of the childhood bully's kind of redemption and trying to get, um, like, it's like, it was like, there was a conflict between like childhood memories and like growing up and stuff. And I, it's one of my favorite movies. So people should go check it out. Yeah. Yeah. It also sounds like from a storytelling perspective, it's quite complex. We all know about the stories where you're going to have the protagonist and the antagonist. You have to have the three acts and the resolution and everything. And a lot of the uh, a lot of life doesn't necessarily happen like that. That's true. That's true. I think that in a lot of films that I enjoy, um, that's a common theme. And so if we're going to put 2020... <laughs> as a story arc yeah which part of the story which act are we in right now for you claudia uh i don't i don't think first of all i don't think that 2020 as a story arc could ever work as a linear because it's just like it just keeps <laughs> I saying, it could never work as a story yeah, it because never... this is too crazy honestly yeah um i mean where am i right now um I don't know. I really don't know. Cause like, I always thought as like, um, like, you know, in like Kung Fu movies, like how they have like the old master, like going back to the hometown and like getting, like getting, re- like getting rest, and, like bonding with people before they go out and fight again. <laughs> like That's like kind of, yeah. that's kind of what I like described to my friends. It like, like, I think to me, it's a time of discovery. Mm. Um, a time of me being away. Like, I guess also going back to my roots a little bit. Mm. um going back to where i came from right i'm i'm always in the in when i'm in california i'm always experiencing new things yeah um but here i'm experiencing old things more i'm experiencing being with my family i'm experiencing being with the same group of people that like has been the same high school as me Mm. and you know like and you know some sometimes like sometimes like you know spending too much time with my family is kind of a lot (laughs) <laughs> and like, I think it goes the same with a lot of people, but, um, but like, it's kind of a lot. And I sometimes just want to spend time in my room all day, you know, which is what I did a lot of times when I was in high school. Take us back to, uh, the day that you realized you had to come back. Did you want to come back? No, <laughs> I did not want to come back. Um, I think that, yeah, like I was, um, I think when it was, they were announced to be online, um, I live with like one of my closest friends and he started calling his parents. Right. And I was like, I'm, there's no way I'm going back. I'm going to, I'm going to like stay here. I'm going to keep taking classes. Mm. Um, but then he called back and he's like, yeah, like I think he started packing up and he's like, I think I'm leaving in like a couple of days. And I was like, oh, well, like, and all my other friends were leaving as well. So I was like, mm. oh wow. Like if I stay here, I'll be alone. Right. So yeah. there was really no point of me staying here. Like, but then like, I still want to stay here because like, again, like I was planning on, staying in California over the summer. Mm. 
So, um, especially as a filmmaker, yes, I want to get an internship. And I actually, I was really chasing that, like, like I was willing to give anything to, to get forward Mm. in the film industry. Yeah. Like I was literally into anything. Um, so then I was like, yeah, like I wanted to come, I want to stay here. I want to take my internship. I want to be with, um, I wanted to like stay with my aunt. Right. That was like one of my other options. Um, but then people started leaving and my dad actually called me and was just like, I have a hunch that, um, they're going to start doing stuff to flights on like Tuesday. Right. So like, you got to leave on Monday. Mm. This was like Friday or Thursday night. The dad intuition speaking. Yeah. The dad intuitions. (laughs) Um, but this was Thursday night and Uh I was with like my group of friends and I was just Thursday night and he wanted you. You leave on Monday. This was four days. Like I had four days to prepare everything. And I was just like crying. And I was like, I literally can't do this. And so my, all my friends were like, oh, okay, well, like that's just what has to happen. And then I'm like, yeah, you know what it is. <laughs> like, yeah, like sometimes. Meanwhile, everyone's facing the same thing. People are all packing up and getting ready to leave. Well, right? yeah, but the thing is that I live in a foreign country. Uh... They, some of my friends, like my roommate left immediately. My roommate lives in LA. Uh-huh. so she could just leave but for me it's like it's a flight and right. it's a complete cultural shift i had culture right. shock when i came back so yeah. when you when you left you were thinking all right this is gonna be this is gonna be a temporary thing and you were feeling a lot of overwhelm very overwhelmed i actually left a lot of stuff in the u.s like <laughs> just like in general like my stuff like i left my guitar there um. <laughs> like and that was that was a kind of hard because i'm like i haven't seen my guitar in a very long time and that's a prized possession <laughs> it's a prize it's a very prized possession oh. i'm very sad yeah but oh. but yeah so that has been there for a while um but but like the things are like it's things like it's mostly the people i think like i haven't seen my friends in a long time mm. um and even some people that i don't really like just text like randomly you know like some mm. people that i only see on set or only see in classes like i haven't seen them at all either and i felt like you know i felt kind of sad about that so you're suddenly having to pull away from this close group of friends from mm-hmm. from people that you work and live with and suddenly come back to um, and get reverse culture shock. Now, a lot of people who feel that overwhelm would tend to just shut down and stay in their room and, you know, be on YouTube all day. But you didn't. You kind of did the opposite. I kind of wanted to force myself to do things. I think Mm -hmm. I was like, I mean, I turned 20, like recently. And that like kind of hit me that like, you know, time keeps passing. And, um, and like, I haven't done much, you know, I went to film school for two years. I made like the films that I have made directed. Mm-hmm. I haven't done any really. Mm. I, there was one class in, um, there was one class in my freshman year where I got to make films, but everything else, like I didn't really get to direct anything. Right. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not putting anything out. I'm not making films mm-hmm. as a filmmaker. Mm. That's what filmmakers are supposed to do. They're supposed to make films. Right. And so I was like. I need to do more, you know? And so I started just going crazy <laughs> and like just looking for, <laughs> I was looking for jobs actually. I, w- I really wanted to work in service um, uh-huh. because I thought that, first of all, I think that it would be great experience for me to like try to work in service because I get like how difficult it is and try to like know how it feels like to work in service. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also think that, you know, because I work in the arts, um, I kind of have to experience that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then... I think like right now, especially with the economy not being so well, um, not a lot of places are hiring, especially if you don't have experience. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really get super far in that. Um, so besides the uh, shooting your own films yeah. and also 
you know, exploring Taipei, uh, something you, you've been wanting to do, also <laughs> yes. spending more time. Uh, you've also got uh, an internship at Guaydao Media. Yes, yes, yeah, I did. Tell us Ghost about Island that. Media. Um, oh my God, that's amazing. Um, so, okay, so Ghost Island Media is a podcast studio. Um, and we have several shows, both in English and in Chinese. Um, our Chinese show is Dama Famufan, and we also have um, we also have Waste Not Why Not, The Taiwan Take, um, Metalhead Politics, and then our show Xiaogui um, Dendao, which is also a Chinese podcast. Um, and then all of them are super interesting and about Taiwan and about trying to make the world a better place um, and trying to be passionate about what you do. Mm. Um, and I think that is super cool. So tell us about this episode that you did. Yeah, so um, I think it definitely came from a place of passion. Um, I was in Kanding for like a weekend, and I was thinking about like, what do I want to do for my next Xiao Gui Dendao episode? Mm. And then I realized that like, I like idols, right? Like, what if I do something on that? Um, and like, it includes like, you know, like K-pop, J-pop, like Western, mm -hmm. like, you know, all types of girl groups. I think like I'm, I really enjoy that for girl some groups? reason. Yeah, yeah, for some reason. But um and I think that there is kind of a negative connotation when people say idols or like also, pop even pop music, right? Uh, like it's just everyone thinks there's it's very shallow. Uh, I think. Um but I think what a lot of people don't realize about K-pop specifically is that there is a business plan behind it and there is a whole industry behind it. And the industry actually has a lot of artistry and passion. Specifically, the idols themselves actually have a lot of talent, artistry, and passion towards their work. Mm. Um, and I don't think a lot of people realize that. I hear it's not easy. It is not easy. Um, yeah, the training process is so difficult. There are plenty of people that trained for like 10, 20 years and still haven't made it. Mm. Like, it's just, it is very tough. It is extremely tough. Um, and it really takes someone who is very, very passionate and very hardworking and very dedicated to make it. And I think that is just super cool. So you did yeah. an episode where you went in documentary style. Yes. And um, to let us learn more about, uh, about the industry. Yes. Who did you interview? I interviewed um, two representatives from a school, uh, like a camp in Taiwan called Dr. Korea, um, which trains Taiwanese kids to go to Korea to pursue entertainment. Um, and then I also interviewed um, a girl who is an upcoming, probably like an upcoming trainee for like a big company. Um, and she is very young. She's actually in my youngest brother's grade. Um, and then she is, um, and yeah, so I'm talking to her about, she's been like, wanting to do this since she was like six years old so she's been training to to go to korea for a very long time mm. um and so i interviewed from basically from a trainer side and from a like from well, i guess from like a instructor side versus from a student side mm. um and i thought that was super cool mm. you know claudia you sound like a very energetic and positive person <laughs> but i hear it hasn't always been that way um yeah yeah i guess so i mean i have my my times <laughs> yeah yeah there's there's times yeah <laughs> like in high school yes yes like in high school um my high school was oh i've never been the most academically smart person um mm -hmm. even since i was literally like in first grade like um well, i've struggled with adhd all my life uh. so um that was something that really even even like sent me back socially i think mm -hmm. um and then so I've always just kind of been not super great at academics or socializing, which mm. are two things that are very important, especially in my high school where 
people are super elitist um, and just very uh, competitive uh-huh. and just, yeah. So I guess people make assumptions about you mm. a lot of the times um, when you're not academically there. Okay. Um, and like, uh, what was it? Oh yeah. So yeah, that's why I had a pretty hard time in high school because um, that was a time of college applications and I was applying for film school. Um, and then it's also like, I had to worry about my SATs. Um, like even like socially, like I've been making more friends and that's been like kind of giving me a lot of like, it, it kind of a hard time because I never had that many friends before. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, like I think everything just kind of piled up and I had a pretty difficult time, even like just waking up in the morning. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. So now fast forward, um, to you now here, you are making a lot out of your time you're being very productive um the adhd that you said that that you have you seem to be putting it actually to a positive or constructive use yeah right? i think yeah i mean a side effect of it is like hyper focus and mm. i think that really like honestly that's like kind of a drive for me like when i'm editing like i don't leave my room you know like i just i don't eat I don't, that's not, that's not good. Please don't do that. <laughs> but like literally like there was a, there was a point where I remember like actually in high school, like there was a month where I was editing a video for my USC application. Mm-hmm. Um, and it literally like, I skipped lunch like so many times. Um, I'm sorry, mom, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just like, I've, when I'm passionate, when I want to work on something, like I'll just go. Mm. Like that. And especially if it's like a project that I'm passionate about, when I'm, but when I'm like not passionate about it, I'm like, no, you know, like I just don't work on it. This seems so. to be a theme that, that, you know, talking about this passion, that having that passion allows you to focus that energy. Yeah, definitely. I think yeah. passion is underrated, man. Like, <laughs> it's just like, I, I really like passion in people, especially. Mm. I think like, I think that's like something that's been coming up a lot. Um, I love it when people really like what they do. And I love mm. it when people talk a lot about like I, my favorite thing is like when people really just talk to me about something that really, even even if it's just like I have friends that are passionate about like role playing games, yeah. Like and then they just like talk to me about like all the different role playing game systems that they have and the mm. different card games and different like all the different types of games and like this is the coolest thing ever. Like I don't even know half of this stuff, mm. but this is the coolest thing ever. Mm. Like people, when you're happy about when people are happy about something that they do, that's literally the best feeling ever. I think and just even seeing that in other people, like I think that's that's just so nice. It it really brings life to you as well to see that life in others. Definitely. definitely. So what would be your advice for someone who hasn't found that passion yet? How, how would you advise them to find their passion? Um, be bold, be, be very bold. Um, don't be afraid to like things. I think that's like, cause I think, I don't know, don't like be afraid you, to don't like don't be things. afraid to like things. Yeah, like hmm. I think especially like I mean I'm a film major. Like I literally just watch movies and I'm like I like that, and I just did film, yeah. right? Like it's some people like some people what they're passionate about is again like if you're super passionate about like I don't know like um like let's say you really like shoes. Like my brothers really like shoes, right? They really like shoes. Like, um, and it's like, okay, sure. Like, you really like shoes, and you're like, oh, this is not. If I design shoes, it's not gonna be a lucrative business. But it's like, go, go design shoes. Go like, if you don't know how to design shoes, go sell shoes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, do like just or it's like, for example, like I like knitting, right? Like, if you like really like knitting, and you're like, I don't really want to get into knitting. I want to force myself to get into something that's more stable and more like people want me to do. No, like go knit, like go do what you love. Like, you know, try to do, 
don't, don't be afraid to show what you love. I think I really enjoy when people show what they love. Ah, I think. Yeah. Sounds a little bit like that character in uh, in your film Ranked, when he started seeing even gaming as being sort of like a source of pressure. Ultimately, he has to face the. The fact that he has to enjoy what he does, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think that, um, especially what it goes to gaming, right? Because like in games, you can play like regular player, you can play ranked, and ranked is like it was like a win and lose system, right? Like if you lose, you lose like some competitive points. If you win, you win competitive points, and ultimately you want to get better, right? And but like if you play regular, like like quick play, like it's just like you just play the game and you have fun, right? And to me, like a game loses its meaning if it stops being fun, mm. and I think that. That's that's why kind of I like why I named it ranked. It's because like there's a there's a difference between doing something for pressure and doing something for fun. And I think that you know finding that passion, finding that fun in what you do is very important. Would you say the same thing about life? Yeah, for sure. I think having fun is so important. I think like even like how hard I worked on all the stuff that like I literally spent like seven days in my room editing until like three a.m. in the morning. I had a lot of fun. I had a blast. Like that was like. I was so happy in the end, you know, and I think that it's super important to have fun. I think like, don't be afraid to do that. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Any other advice for those of us stuck in the pandemic transitions? <laughs> um, allowing yourself to feel, I think that's something that I've really learned. Um, and I really like to tell people, um, life sucks right now. And that's just something we have to deal with. You can't solve this. In a, in a week you can't solve this in a month not even in a year i think there is a lot of problems with the world and that's just something we're gonna have to work with don't like yeah don't like complain about it don't like try to feel happy about it like i mean you can complain about it go ahead and complain about it actually no delete what i just said <laughs> <laughs> yeah like complain about be angry be sad like yeah. you can do that you you are allowed to feel angry you're allowed to feel sad mm. like you know don't try to force yourself to be happy because other people want to see you like that, you know? Don't force yourself to be that kind of positive and to deny yourself that emotion. Yeah, I think it's, I think positivity is amazing. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's so underrated, but like, it's also like, I think it's also super important to feel sad sometimes and to feel, to feel sad, to feel angry and to not be afraid of feeling those emotions. Are you yeah. saying this to some friend in particular? Um, I think a lot of my friends are dealing with the same thing. Mm. I was talking to my friend who was having a hard time and he was like, I'm so angry right now. I'm so sad. And I was like, it's okay. You can feel sad. You can feel angry. And he was like, not a lot of people tell me that people always say you should just feel happy mm. or why are you feeling sad? You should not be sad. And I get it. Cause it's hard seeing people you love feel sad. Like when I see my friend, every time I see like some of my closest friends, like when they, when they feel bad, I feel terrible. Like I'm like, but then like, you know, like I shouldn't, I shouldn't like, you know, it's just, you shouldn't be, but you also shouldn't try to solve their problems. Right. Cause there's some problems that you just have to leave right. for them to solve. Right. They have to feel their emotions. You can't just say you're happy now and they'll just feel happy. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. So I think that, and you know, like I love my friends a lot and I think that I want them to, I want them to feel better more than a lot of people, mm -hmm. but also I think allowing them to feel is also really important. Yeah. So we have this theme of leaning into your emotions and also allowing yourself to to feel, yeah. including allowing yourself to feel your passions yeah. and not denying yourself the, the 
the pleasures that sometimes um, really enjoying something might give you, no matter how niche it might be, or maybe if uh, nothing seems to happen yeah. by some conventional standards, because uh, ultimately, actually, life does happen. Yeah, for sure. Life happens. And, yeah. and I hope that you can continue to feel that passion and you can continue to inspire other people to feel that through your work. Thank you very much, Claudia. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. All right, so the post-interview talk is going to be a little special for this episode because um, Claudia Shang happens to be our producer Charlotte's daughter. Yes, proud mother Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> and so this makes this uh, commentary a little bit more personal mm -hmm. than usual, mm -hmm. right? So after listening to her interview, what do you think? Well, I'm very proud of Claudia because... Um, she's one of those kids that kind of always know what she wants to do. She must have gotten that from you. Oh, well, no, I still don't know what I wanted to. <laughs> Let me ask you, um, did you know when she talked about her herself being a little bit disconnected in high school? Yeah. And did you know that? Well, um, for her to grow up, she was always kind of um, different than all the other kids. Mm -hmm. But But you have to know that if you have a child that's a very creative kid, they're not going to be seeing the same song as the other kids. They're always kind of different, kind of out there. Right. So I never really feel that my kid needs to be very popular, mm. but she just has to have her own thoughts. You right. know, she has to have really original thoughts. Well, Claudia is definitely an original. Yeah. And when she talks about her passions, you could really hear it. Mm -hmm. She enjoys seeing the passion of other people as yeah. well. Does she ever talk to you about uh, Naoko Yamada and... Uh, yeah. and yeah, those she anime has. films. Yes, and I try my best to watch them. I mean, <laughs> I just watched um, the documentary of Blackpink, okay? <laughs> just to have like, so I'm, I'm able to Which talk to my kids. good. Yeah, no, it, and, and I actually great. enjoyed it, you yes. know? <laughs> you never know. Actually, you can learn a lot from your kid. How does it make you feel to see your daughter so into something that she can actually just forget to eat and drink? You know... I'm jealous. <laughs> I wish I had that passion on something. You know, you can only do it when you're young. So that's it for our show. Yeah. All right. And now it's time for our credits. Between Here and There is produced by a group of college students and Soundshine Shenyan Wenchuang. Our host is Sean Liu, producers Charlotte Kuo, production assistant Harper Chang, music by Spark Wu. And we'd like to thank our season one production team. Lauren Sha, Chen Guo, Serena Chen, and Summer Shen. Hey, we're always looking for cool people to work with. So if you like what we do and want to get involved in any way, whether it's in referring guests, in production, or just in helping us to get the word out, please feel free to contact us via our Instagram account, which is BTWN here there. That's B-T-W-N-H-E-R-E-T-H-E-R-E. -E -E -E. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs>